This podcast is brought to you by A Copy Match. A Copy Match is a boutique matchmaking service that helps exceptional singles find meaningful connections and relationships. To learn more about our matchmaking services, online dating makeovers and takeovers, or to enroll in an upcoming group coaching intensive, go to agapimatch.com. Welcome to the Ask a Matchmaker podcast. I'm your host, Matchmaker Maria. For over a decade, I've combined four generations of family matchmaking tradition with modern relationship psychology, behavioral science, and dating trends. With this unique expertise, each week I answer your dating and relationship questions on the podcast and online. If you're not already following me, weird, but also find me on Instagram, I'm at Matchmaker Maria. This week's episode is a hotline episode. You have questions and well, I've got answers. Let's get to it. Welcome to the online dating tech support. This happens every month, the second Thursday of every month at 9 p.m. Eastern. We have about a hundred people right now in the Zoom call, and they are asking questions to our online dating manager, Erica N, who you can follow on Instagram at a little nudge. She is amazing. She is our pun champion nationally. I love her. Uh, Erica is answering questions and we have people with their hands up, ready to ask questions. I'm not going to say their first names for privacy, but I will say the first letter of their names they know when to call it so let's get our let's get our first hand here d i'd love to hear your question hi maria hi erica so thankful for you guys to do this um so basically in the last two dates i've been fortunate i went on two great first dates you get different guys one's 34 and one's 37 for reference um i'm 31 um basically i'm kind of asking about that okay now we've gotten past the first date and it's that weird limbo of um, the second, third date. So first guy was like a lot of texting right after the first date. We had the second date planned. And then like the three, four days right before the second date, he kind of went radio silent. And we had both I kind of actually initiated the second date. I, so we had a great second date. I just was a little confused how it was so text heavy. And then it kind of dropped. And then the second guy was also really great in person, but I noticed his texting is very like logistical and we have a second date lined up, but it seems like he's not very interested in texting. Um, And I know everyone's communication styles are different. So I wasn't sure, is it just kind of going with the flow, getting to know someone and it's okay if there's not a ton of texting communication, save it for the date. Or is this like a sign that maybe it's you, you met the second person I, I did meet the second person on Monday we have a date lined up for next week but I'm just oh. worried that are we going to go like a whole week without texting because he just seems very like let's just get to the date so I didn't know I have a million thoughts but I want to hear Maria's first oh my god I have a million thoughts like I'm trying to organize them now okay so so um I like I know Erica might agree with me so just really quick true or false Erica texting before the first date is the recipe to not going on a date correct true true okay so then since that's covered but that's I feel good. like but now we're after that right now that we're after that I feel like if you're the kind of person who needs to communicate every day or most days between the first and second date and especially if it's more than four days between those two dates you should communicate those expectations 
Um, I belong to the camp of it's not needy. I think most people don't communicate those things because they think it's needy. And I believe that it's not needy to communicate your expectations of what makes you not feel not, not feel confused or any anxiety. And if someone has a problem with that, they weren't going to accommodate you anyway. And that just tells you a lot more about that. There are people that do not like to text a lot. There are people like that, but when you express your communication needs, that is their opportunity to tell you that. And when they, what they could say, for instance, is like, look, I'm not going to text throughout the day, but I'll definitely respond to all of your messages by the end of the day. Or, or how about we have a phone call by the end of the day? Like they could still meet you in your communication needs, but maybe not necessarily at how you want it. It's just the overall acknowledgement that we're still communicating. Erica, what do you think? Oh, I agree with that. I always say expressing what you need is not needy. Uh, which yeah. is exactly what you just said. Um, I guess my my question is, you're making a lot of assumptions based on his communi- based on both of their communication styles. We have no clue what's going on. I mean, for all we know, the second one doesn't want to screw it all up by texting you too much because maybe he screwed up the last one. We just have no idea. And so you're allowed to drive the boat or car or ship or whatever it is a little bit too. Like if you like texting, you can text a meme in the middle of the day and be like, this is funny, thought of you. Or you can say, you know, I'm kind of a kind of a texter, you know, I'm on my phone all day. Um, yeah, it's not like some sort of serious conversation where it's like, I need 12 texts per day, but it's more like I'm kind of an everyday texter. I, you know, I don't know how you feel about that, but um, let's. And if that makes you nervous to text it, you can always voice note that like, I can't wait to do a second date with, you know, usually second dates, like if you had a first date that was good, second dates are exciting to go to. Right. Yeah. And I think it's, I think it's really endearing if you send a voice text and like, Hey, I know our second dates in like eight days. That's a long time. I'm kind of a texter. Hope it's okay. That I'll be sending you funny memes that have to do with our first date. Like, I know it sounds like a lot, especially with a person you just met, but like I said, if they like you, yeah, and there are other people who want that, but there are yeah. very different communication styles among people, like Maria said. I know plenty somebody, of people who only, yep. Somebody just said in the text, the chat box, MS said, can you expect that from someone that early on? And it's like, well, I'm not asking you to have five hour conversations on text because again, texting is not dating. You can text someone for 12 hours a day and even get aroused by that sort of communication, especially if you're a words of affirmation person, you're still not dating, you're just texting. So, but can you expect someone to, you know, text you every couple of days and like, Hey, I saw this, like, that's why, you know, first dates can be kind of important in terms of not talking about your past, but talking about your present. So that way, if you say something like, Oh yeah, I plan on going, um, you know, when we get our fourth booster or whatever the hell, uh, I plan on traveling to Madagascar or something. It's like, oh, you know, they see, uh, you know, they see something funny and it's like, oh yeah, look at this sloth. I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm giving a really no, stupid No, I think that's really here, good. But. And I would say for, for date number two guy, I mean, the most important is that you have the date on the calendar. I love that your question is, we have a date on the calendar, but we haven't texted a lot in between versus he texts me every day and doesn't ask me out again, because that's what normally happens. Okay. People are all talk or text and no action. This guy at least set up the date. He doesn't know that you're even thinking you should be texting in between. He has no clue what's going on in your mind. 
the first one is the more concerning one to me because it's when people change the cadence of their text that it really confuses people. So if someone is um, sending you a bunch of texts and then all of a sudden it cools or peters out, that's when it makes, I don't know how your anxiety manifests itself. Mine is right in my chest. I know when it's happening. I feel it. And um, it's because something has changed. And you are allowed to say to someone, in fact, you should say to someone, you know, I'm getting a, a different vibe from you. Everything good? Like, there's nothing wrong with that. I posted that once and I got such mixed reactions to that because um, people are like afraid to say that. They're like, well, I don't want to rock the boat. Well, the boat's already rocking. So it's okay for you to call it out. The other person doesn't care how the changed cadence affects you. So it's certainly okay to ask about it. And normally you'll get a response like, oh, I'm so sorry, I've been really busy. Or sorry, I got back with an ex. Or, you know, I was just thinking about it, we're not a match. Not everyone, unfortunately, is confident enough to be proactive with telling you something that's on their mind. So sometimes it takes a little prodding. Yeah, I, I, I agree. That's, I've had more anxiety over the other guy who- Of course you have, because this one at least is consistent in not texting you. But the other one is inconsistent. And that's what makes it more worrisome. Yeah, and then actually we had our second date last night and the, that guy started picking up his texting again. And I was like, I don't Well, I'm not a betting woman, but I would say it'll slow down again and then you'll see. Okay. You'll see. Well, thank you. I really appreciate your advice. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you for your question. C, love to hear your question. Hi, everyone. Thanks so much for doing this. So my question is, I am four dates in and I think in the past, like I've usually always dated multiple people at the same time, which I think takes pressure off dating a little bit. But because of COVID, I don't really feel comfortable with doing that. Um, and now I'm in a spot where I feel like because I like I feel like I'm in a spot now where I like like the person that I'm dating and because I'm not dating anyone else, maybe I'm trying to like assess the situation and figure out where his head is at a little bit earlier than I maybe usually would at. So at this point, I'm just trying to figure out like when's an acceptable amount of time to do like a temperature check, because I, I think it's kind of like a weird thing to do on one side, because I think when you have that conversation, like obviously some people are like, oh, are you going to be exclusive? Which I'm like, no, it's either we're going to date or we're going to continue dating other people and doing what we're doing. But obviously I feel like I haven't, we haven't been going out that long. So I'm just trying to get a gauge of like, what's that acceptable like time period to kind of broach that conversation. If at the end of the day, you're not like, I don't want to be exclusive because you're also not at that stage. And why do you need to bring up anything? It sounds like you don't have, it sounds like you don't have some hard and fast agenda, right? So I guess, where's the pressure coming from? Is it other people? Is it you? Is it, it like, where's the pressure coming from to sort of define something? I guess it's coming from myself, not even necessarily to define it, but I think it's like, even on dating apps, when you're going out with people and you're like, oh, I don't really know what they're looking for. So I guess maybe it's just bringing up and having that conversation. I mean, you can have the conversation whenever you want, but it sounds like you don't even want to be exclusive. So I don't know. I guess I don't understand what the conversation does if the end of the conversation is, well, I didn't want to be exclusive anyway. Well, no, I think it's just trying to figure out because we've only gone out on four dates. So after four dates, I wouldn't be like assuming someone to be like, oh, would you like to be like my boyfriend or anything like that? But at the same point of time, I'm kind of like, oh, I wonder if this person 
sees me as someone they're going to date or just something casual, which I don't even know. So it's just like, what do you want? Right. What do you want? What do you want? doesn't matter what they want right now. What do you want? Yeah. Well, I'm asking you, it's not a rhetorical question. Yeah. Well, I like them. So I want to continue dating them. Okay. And like, hopefully hoping that it involves into a relationship. Okay. Okay. Do you, you, would you like your next serious relationship to lead to marriage or kids? Yes. If, if those are, I don't know if those are things that you want. So I'm just asking marriage. Yes. So you want your next serious relationship to me, to meet, to, to end in marriage. Ideally. Yes. Okay. So then let's talk about ideally you're going on a fourth date with someone. That's it. And should you, should, should the natural conversation of like, what is this come up? You don't have to bring it up. Sometimes it just comes up on its own. Then you can say, you know, I really like you. I would like my next serious relationship lead to marriage. By the way, that's not going to scare off the right guy. I promise you. But you, okay. you could say that, but ultimately you could say like, let's keep dating so I can confirm that I, I'm into you. And you're allowed to take that time to really get to know someone. I know, I think I've mentioned this. I don't know if I mentioned on my podcast, but on previous, on other podcasts that I've been interviewed on, I've mentioned several times that, you know, the Pepsi, the CEO of Pepsi, it took them like a year to hire that person and they were in-house, Right. And I don't know about you, C, but I don't know about you, Erica, but the C, the, whoever the CEO of Pepsi is, it does not affect me in any way, shape or form, but you know, who does affect me, who I choose to marry and have kids with. Mm-hmm. And if it's not going to take four dates to figure that out, like, even if you became exclusive on the fifth date, you still have to date each other to confirm and, uh, your suspicions that, oh yeah, this is a good one. And also r- learn the full range of their values. Yeah. Like being exclusive with someone doesn't mean anything. I agree, which is usually why I don't do that. But then, yeah, I guess you're, I think you're right. I just need to kind of maybe say where I'm at because I'm sure they will tell me if it's completely different page. You are taking your time, getting to know people because the next relationship you enter, you want it to be the relationship. And any reasonable person that dates you is going to understand that. You're not dating around. Like someone can be exclusive. Like that doesn't mean I'm dating around that if you want to, you can, but if you want, if you don't want to, you can do that. Say, I'm not dating around. I'm, I'm just taking my time getting to know you. I, you know, I want to make sure that this is a fit. Why any of that needs to be said because no That's one's true. putting any pressure on it. That if you're enjoying true. yourself, keep enjoying yourself and see where it goes. I guess that's what I'm confused about. Like no one's asking. It sounds like yeah. you're not hundred percent sure about this person anyway. So yeah, just like but I, think, wanna, I, just, I think I just would like to know if this person is like, oh, this is just something casual. Cause then we could be on very different pages. You know what I'm going to say now? You know what I'm going to say? <laughs> this is a crystal ball question. I know. I, 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 I don't have the answers for crystal ball questions. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. And look, Thanks. it's not, it's not a guarantee. Like Maria said, what's exclusivity. It's not a guarantee of anything. Sadly, no. we know couples break up. So like just take your time and get to it when you get to it because it right. doesn't like guarantee life. Yeah. Maybe that's sad and pessimistic, but, but like, I think sometimes people yeah. think if they like lock it down then, but it's still work. It's still, it's still dating. You're still dating. Uh, thank you for your question. S would love to hear your question. I am trying to get back into dating after taking a couple years of a break. And the thing is, is that I have 
a relatively new in my life medical issue that is no one's business. But the thing is, is that it's visible. Like um, I have a disease that's attacking my central nervous system. So like I sometimes I walk with a lot of times I walk with a limp and sometimes I even use a cane. I'm 34. So like it's kind of it's a little unusual to see people in my age group using mobility aids. But and I'm just I'm just curious about how to approach that with um, meeting people on the apps. Like, should I say something before we meet? Like, oh, hey, I also have this physical disability. Like, <laughs> it just feels so weird. Like, this is all this is new to me. This this problem only started in my life like a year ago. Wow. So I don't really like it's nobody like it's nobody's business. I don't really want to like talk to strangers about it, but I also don't want to like show up to a date and somebody's like, oh, I didn't know you were like that. I don't want to, <laughs> you know, um, I would say if it's something that's visible, then mm-hmm. it sort of is people's business because they can see it. And so sure. I, I would be open in your profile, maybe in something you say, or maybe you have the cane in one of your pictures. I've certainly worked with people before in wheelchairs and we are okay. very clear in their photos what the situation is because like you said the last thing you want is to show up and someone think like aha I was deceived you know Mm -hmm. I would rather you go on fewer dates with people who see who you really are you don't have to say why nor should you that's really not their business for all they know you broke your ankle like you know that's not anyone's business until you decide to share it but Mm -hmm. if it's a visible cane or limp or something I would mention that in advance just to just to kind of weed anyone out who's weird about that. And, and I see no big deal. And, and that's one of those things like we were talking about before, if there's something you feel defensive about, um, just practice your answer in advance. So that way it doesn't catch you off guard on the date. You know, you can say like, oh, you know, I've just had a balance issue lately. Because if you're not going to go out with the person again, you certainly don't need to reveal your, your medical anything to them. And so figure out what's most comfortable to you. But yes, I would be up front just in the profile or in a picture, just like somewhere not on top or not the first picture, just just being honest about the situation. Okay. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe um, I know it doesn't apply to everyone, but I think there's probably plenty of stuff that people can kind of apply that to. So anyway, thanks. We're going to take last two questions. Uh, Kay, you can go first. I guess I just feel like I've been going, I've been prioritizing like for the last year, I got out of a very long-term relationship and I hadn't had much dating experience. So I decided I'm just going to go out with a lot of different kinds of people and see what I like and what I'm interested in and have those experiences. I feel like that's important. And I did that and I feel great. And now I feel like, all right, I'm ready to find a real relationship that I want to move towards marriage. Um, but I'm going on dates with men who are fine, but I do not want to see again. And like on their profiles, I think, oh, that's interesting. Or yeah, they're cute. I'll give it a shot. But when I get there, I'm just sort of underwhelmed, <laughs> which sounds awful to say, but I, I don't know. And I feel the dating fatigue. And I guess I'm just wondering if there's something I should be looking for in a profile or in conversations differently before I go and have this kind of experience does that make sense does most of your dates are going to be that experience people (laughs) love to talk about a love story and a horror story but the reality of it is most dates are meh 
Um, yeah. If you're going to hit it off with one out of every X number of people, I don't know what X is. It could be two. It could be 26. It could be 100. I have no clue. But most of the dates are not going to be that person. And it's sort of, I think there's anything different you could be doing in the conversation or reading of the profile that would change anything. Because I'm sure people have also surprised you positively. You know, I got a text from a client right before this call saying, I I actually had a good time on my date tonight. I said, why are you so surprised? She goes, I just didn't think I would. So it's going to happen both ways, but that's all part of the process. It's just, you know, you got to kiss a lot of frogs. I hate that stupid expression, but I have a former client who brags to her friends that her now husband was her 26th date she went on in like a very short period of time. Like we just had her out, 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 out. And she goes, Erica, I thought it would be a hundred. 26 is nothing. So most of these dates are going to be that way. And it's just like, just think to yourself, all right, well, one closer. <laughs> okay, fair, fair enough. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you for your question. And last but not least, N. We're here. Hi. So I guess just to piggyback off a of Kay's question, it kind of lined up perfectly. Um, definitely feeling the dating fatigue and kind of concern. So it's a twofold question. Um, could it be that the picker is off? Like, I feel like I tend to be maybe going out or dating the same guys because by that third date, like things kind of like fizzle out or is it the picker and picking the wrong people or are there things, I know it could be a crystal ball question. Like, are there things happening that cause things to fizzle out? Is it a, you know, a dynamic or a conversation, but I guess maybe focus more on like the picker side of things. Like how can you differentiate, you know, a better method of choosing who you grew out with? I know it's sorry it's a late night <laughs> if that makes okay sense. I feel like I mean I'm gonna promote my company now for a minute I should do that more often but that's what agape intensive does that's our program right so, um, yeah. we literally we literally fix the picker that's literally the point of that uh, of that program and it's teaching you about compatibility chemistry your own temperament um, and a crash course in attachment so please like look up our schedule we now host two groups a month. And, you know, I hope I see in future on, but, you know, if you think, if you feel like you're keep dating the same person online yeah. and, and you're getting the same results, then what, what was that phrase? Like, what is it, Erica? Insanity, the definition of insanity. Or right. Whatever. Yeah. Oh, right. So yeah. My go-to, yeah, I, I would love to hear Erica's answer, but my, my initial response to this is the next time you're swiping, um, then when you hesitate, when you're like, ah, you know, whatever, no, no, say yes to those people. Like, I want you to go out with five people in the next four weeks that you would have typically said no to for okay. whatever reason and just surprise yourself. You know, yesterday, you know, today, um, I was actually with, out with a client out to, out to lunch. And, you know, I, I was talking about this other experience that I have with another client where he's like very specific about who he likes. And what that tells me is that his media diet you know, the kind of movies that he watches, um, the kind of people that he might be following on Instagram probably look alike. Mm. And when your media diet is this bubble, it's very hard to like get out of it. So what I would tell you and is like, look at your media diet. Why are you attracted to this particular guy? Mm. Right. right. How, how much of it is because you're just binge watching. What is it? Uh, Success, succession and billions. Yeah, I don't know. Right. Is it? Is that I do watch both those shows. That's funny. <laughs> so, um, like, if that is know. your 
if that well it's because it's a very typical bubble to be in right. where it's like i'm looking for this particular person and mm-hmm. and that person might not be the right person for you i'm not saying you know temperamentally i'm just saying like from a value system right or from a communications perspective so i would really think about diversifying the my, my media bubble what am i consuming that makes me feel like i'm attracted to this kind of type erica i would love to have your answer to this take on it so you mentioned about like you know sometimes it fizzles after a third date or a second date and so I was thinking less about who you're choosing and more what's going on on the dates and so I have no idea what's going on on the dates but I will say um sometimes people won't ask you out again not that it's your responsibility but sometimes people won't ask you out again if you think if they think you're not interested because they don't want to be rejected and so just make sure you're giving positive reinforcement. If you like someone, say, I like you, or I really enjoyed this. I want to do it again. Or, um, you know, like face them on the date versus like arms crossed or something. Um, right. Because you want to show your body language and your words that match that you're actually interested. Because I've seen mm-hmm. it happen all the time where someone wants another date and the other person says, well, I didn't get that vibe. So I didn't bother asking. So I have no idea if that's what's happening or not. But that's where my mind went. Not okay. like, who are you choosing, but what's going on <laughs> on the dates? Because you're getting to the second date. So clearly there's something good. So then right. what's going on? Right. Yeah. Sometimes it's about like the nonverbal communication and like how that can be like. Or verbal communication. Or you, know, verbal, you, can, right. you can say to someone like, I'm having a great time. I, yeah. I, I like you. I would totally yeah. say that. If, if I ever wanted a second, if I ever wanted a second date with a man, I always make sure to say it, especially like not at the middle, but like midway to the end. Like I am having such a great time that way guarantees. I still get to spend 20 more minutes with them. And, and I would also try to find a way to say, I like that about you. Like if they said something like, oh my God, I'm obsessed with my nieces and nephews. I would say, Ooh, I like that about you. Like I make, I make a really personal remark. Um, it would, I don't know. It's just my little flirt technique, but, uh, flirting. It's, it's like being honest, you know, how like not enough women compliment other women. It's like, just say the thing that's on your mind. If you're having a great right. time, say, I'm having a great time. If you like her jeans, tell her you like her jeans, you know? Right. Good. All right. Thank you well, so much. Thank you for coming. Uh, I want to thank everyone for joining us on online dating tech support. If you'd like to join the next online dating tech support, you can visit the link in the episode notes. It's on March 10th at 9 p.m. Eastern. So visit the link in the episode notes. You can register for your spot. Once you register, you'll get a confirmation email with the Zoom link. Erica, I want to thank you for joining us on, sure. uh, I guess, Ask a Matchmaker Hotline Online Dating Tech Support. So Happens fun. every month, every second Thursday of the month at 9 p.m. Before you leave, I would love to hear your three takeaways from Tinder Swindler. Oh, mine? Yeah. Oh, uh, number one. Tinder's okay. First of all, who watched it? Just, just a little. Okay. So assuming 50%. So, okay. Um, number one, it's not a Tinder problem, not an online dating problem. They only made the name Tinder swindler because it's much catchier than like we met at a bar bad guy, you know? So, um, that's number one. Number two, I wrote these down somewhere. Um, Um, number two, um, don't get in a private jet with a stranger. I don't know if that seems like reasonable enough enough i think yeah and um and uh 
if someone is barraging asking you for money don't give it to i had better pointers than this i'm not prepared but um i love it i love the off the cuff erica you know oh, i i have not watched it and look by the time this episode comes out it's gonna be the end of february so a few weeks have passed but um i have not watched it yet because you know me i can't i, I just can't i don't like to watch, watch that stuff either but enough people wrote to me and they're like what did you think so i had to but the only takeaway I have from it is like people shock. And I think it's because like you and I belong to the dating industry. We go to so many conferences a year and mm -hmm. so many of those conferences are about people being scammed and conned. Right. And again, yeah. I, and like you, I don't think it's a Tinder problem. I think con pe people who like to con people are going to con people. Yes. And I, there I, are I there, exactly. And there are ways to verify people on a lot of apps and maybe they, you know, those apps need to definitely lean in, but there are certain things that people do to get to, to work around your emotions to, to con you. And it, and it could have been Tinder could have been, you know, the bar down the street. Mm -hmm. it, it, there's no, there's no discrimination here from a con from a con man or a con woman. But what I will tell you without having seen it, my, the one thing I should share is that oh, yeah. by going to dating conferences, the one thing I have learned is that there are so many more people being conned that will never come forward because they're embarrassed. Yeah. And that really sucks. You know, um, it does. Um, I have one more takeaway. Yeah. I don't know who came, did you come, who came up with love bombing? Cause now everyone says it. Dr. Romney. Oh, well, it's great. So anyway, um when i mean it's not great the uh, the thing no it's a great it's a great vocabulary great. word when someone is coming on so strong at the beginning when they barely know you take note of that and be a little bit wary of that because i know it feels good it feels good to be appreciated it feels good to have someone call you sweet things and and whatever treat you really well but until they know you how genuine is it um, I once dated someone who came on really, really strong. And I want to make sure someone's dating me for Erica, not because of the package I come in. You know what I mean? And so I said, you got to like, I remember I said, slow the, uh, turn off the spigot, I think I said, or like, whatever. Um, and then he did and he listened and it was actually much better. Um, so if someone is coming on that strong, before they know who you really are, besides, you know, how tall you are and what color hair you have, um, I, I would, I would, I would make sure they get to know you better and, and be skeptical of that. And, and that's what happened here. I think all of these women, unfortunately, um, were, were really craving, uh, love or affection or whatever. And I think this guy swooped in and said all the right things at the right time. But if you're more confident in who you are and knowing what you have to offer, that's uniquely you, then it, then you won't be as susceptible to that. I also, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And I also just want to remind everyone that like, it's not normal for a person you've known less than six weeks to share in a crisis with you. Like you should, when you are dating a man, a woman, whatever, right. They should, I hope have their own support network. It doesn't have to be their family. People have toxic families. They could be their chosen friends, right? You have your chosen family. Um, you, they need to have a network where they can go to those people to ask for help. And that is a really good takeaway in the sense of like, I want everyone that listens to this podcast, who's here on this call right now to think about like the man or woman that I date, they should have a loyal friend group that they've chosen to be around. And, and I would be highly suspicious if they can't lean, lean on a friend 
in, in a tough time, because we all go through a tough moment. It's not normal for you to talk to a person you've known less for than six weeks with a crisis. Yeah. And I mean, kind of back to the whole, I know we were talking about sexual consent earlier, Mm. but even consent in a relationship, like the first woman was very skeptical. I mean, after she took out however many loans and then he kept asking for more money, like she, I know it's hard, but just because you're in it doesn't mean you have to stay in it. I think they call that like the eBay problem where like you bid so high that like, well, now you're in it. So you might as well keep bidding. No, go out. Same thing in poker, like just because you keep, yeah, I you know, feel like that keep, when I play poker, you just, yes, just, just like, just because you keep raising doesn't mean you can't fold. It's okay. You don't have to lose more. Yeah. You have to give yourself permission to leave. Absolutely. Well, like I said, if you want to follow Erica, she's amazing on Instagram at a little nudge. I'll include that in the episode show notes. And I hope to see uh, many of you next month on the online dating tech support. It's okay if you don't want to ask questions, you just want to watch the live show. We're here. It was awesome talking to you, Erica. I love you. Um, And I wish you, we're recording this before Valentine's Day. So I wish everyone here a happy Valentine's Day. And that does not mean that you need to be with someone. It also means that you can self-love yourself and have a great time. Yes. Thank you all for coming. Thank you for listening to Ask a Matchmaker. As I mentioned previously, if you'd like to speak to me on an upcoming hotline episode, follow me on Instagram at Matchmaker Maria. I'll post a link on Wednesdays and we'll chat then. Until then, you can learn more about what I do or enroll in an upcoming Agape Intensive by visiting agapematch.com slash services. Thank you again for listening to Ask a Matchmaker. Be lovable and more importantly, be likable. See you next week.